opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent. Well, we know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position, hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 hard Sorry about the wait anyway, fellas. I've been uh, taking a leaf out of the book of my, my hero, W. Axel Rose, and um, turning up to everything several hours late uh, and waiting approximately 18 years between the release of new material. Yeah. Yeah, we know you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Their record sales don't lie, so the, the money will flow for us at some point if we just keep doing that. Yeah, now I'm just going to do an acoustic cover of the song One in a Million. Uh, I hope you can all enjoy that now. Um, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, this is this episode is the Ayers baby, basically. So, yeah, take it take it away, Ayers. What have you, what, what is it that you've been wanting to share with, with our listeners? Uh, well, there's, I don't know, very little known show i i don't i i I just think we should give some uh, attention some coverage to it uh it's a you know as a sort of public service announcement in case anybody hasn't heard of uh curb your enthusiasm oh oh what's that i'm not familiar with that i don't like funny or good things uh Never watched that before in my in my life until just the other day. No, of course. Uh, I, I I it's it's a classic. Uh, you know, you you love it. Yeah, uh, I, I do. love it. Um, it's a long time favorite. When I was around sixteen, I wrote a pilot for like a show that would be like a combination of Curb Your Enthusiasm and High Fidelity where there was a guy who was like basically me who was like working in probably in the modern day at a record store and was getting into like awkward social situations <laughs> this sounds a bit like larry david uh yeah yeah it was i can't really remember what the social situations were uh there was like a, one thing where it'd be offended he i offended a really like religious person by flippant fi- flippantly using the word evil and they they took the concept <laughs> of evil very very seriously uh 
And so, and I think I, you can feel. I, the I, I don't know. I, I think I think curb your enthusiasm for starring like a young Richard Dawkins is actually a, a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was quite big on my atheism at that point, but I don't. I don't think it was like the focal point of the show. You know. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's easy to offend religious people sometimes. Yeah, that was actually a real thing that happened to me. Like it was like my sister's friends. I referred to them jokingly to their mum as evil, and and she was like really offended. Oh man! <laughs> when I was yeah, a that, that will do it. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of the time I was playing with my Christian friend back in high school, and I I don't know exactly what happened, but I I called him a wussy with a W, you know, oh. you, you you wussy, and he he's like. You can't say that. That's a horrible word. That's like uh, it's a, that means like a woman's vagina. I don't think it does, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, for sure, pussy does. But, but I, I never I heard. Do I do indeed. Yeah, yeah, man, let's get some never. wussy. Let's go out on the town tonight and pound some <laughs> wussy, fellas. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Cur- Curb is a show that is deeply, uh, you know, infused into my soul. Uh, it's, it's, it's very Jewish, you know. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, when people say they're culturally Jewish, it's like, you know. It's, it's Seinfeld, it's Curb, you know. Got to get your Larry David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I remember my parents watching it when I was a kid, and I, it was a little dry for me. I didn't really get mm. it when I was little, you know. But uh, it grew on me. It was something I was like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. And, I think uh, even even when I first got into it, you know, like as a teenager, some of it was kind of lost on me because it's not really like kind of, you know, it, it they don't write a script. It's kind of so it's not all like obvious jokes all the time, although there are no. like great, great one liners and shit that are obviously, you know, improvised. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, like, you know, whenever I've gone back to it, there's always new shit that I find funny in it, you know. It's definitely very layered like that, yeah. Mm. But it, I mean, it, as a teenager, it seemed like very adult and, you know, kind of like, kind of cool in a way, even though they're kind of uncool. It's almost like a hip to be square thing, you know, like this old, bald, rich guy who is yeah. just like, he just doesn't give a fuck. He's just like the coolest guy in, in whatever lame room he's in full of other rich people. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. uh, well, what do you think, Geraint, as uh, the the newest uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 to this show? Well, uh, to be fair, no, I've I've seen quite a few series of it before. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, and, I and, and you're a bit show. older I've than just us. Never, just never ever got round to like catching up beyond about season six. Um, apart from just catching the odd episode here and there, but um, you know, it, it is one I've liked for a long time and. I think when I got into it before, that sort of pushed me to, to go back and watch Seinfeld as well, which is a very different yeah. show, but a, a very good one in <laughs> itself. And you can absolutely sort of tell that it's the same bloke behind them, you know, even if it didn't 
say so every second episode of Curb, but um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think when I first stumbled across Curb, it was on about season three, but it was obviously at that point it had a bit of uh, word of mouth, um, and I it was sort of came along at exactly the right time for me. But I think if I'd gone into it when I was a bit younger, it would have been taken me longer to get used to like improvised scripts and stuff improvised instead of scripts uh, and stuff like that but um sort of something more subtle or just about ready for that um i, I like the way um and still do the, the way that it sort of works in on different places like you can come to an episode blind and not ever know anything about the show and it's quite a good funny sort of is some incredibly awkward situations. Larry David's funny in it. There'll usually yeah. be some good supporting performances. And then if you watch a, you know, if you watch it from the start or you watch a full season of it, it does a good job at building up like both supporting characters and back references, callbacks and stuff like that. Um that it yeah. can have you cracking up just by like I don't know, Susie or someone just coming on screen and frowning, you know, and you immediately just... <laughs> you bald asshole. Yeah, it, it, it oh, she's makes... always cussing out Larry in all kinds of imaginative ways. Yeah, and, and at first Jeff. you're like, how, how do they improvise a whole episode? And then the more you watch it, the more you can understand why, because as soon as people walk in, you're like, right, I can see where this is going to go, you know, you can sort of it opens up the possibilities yeah, yeah the, you the can improvisation kind of picture them just writing oh larry does uh this larry goes to this place and he encounters that yeah. kind of person and it just plays out yeah, yeah they have but an it, end point that the scene needs to get to and then yes. they have and so they <laughs> yes. know what they have a setting and uh they've got a start and an end where they where need to go involved and then they can fill yeah. in the rest. And the improvisation gives the show a kind of unpredictability that, like, you know, mm. uh, The Office is great, uh, but, you know, that's, like, very... The Gervais one, I mean, is very, like, tightly written. Uh, you yes. know, every, there's no improvisation in that at yeah. all. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a different thing, but even though it's also mining humour from awkward social situations... But, you know, other yeah. Gervais stuff, you know, he could do with letting, letting his fucking actors riff a bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's trying to sort of... Uh, he's he's not quite, still not quite come to terms with like him usually being the worst or one of the worst actors in like all of his series. <laughs> well, we'll always uh, have uh, David Brent. Not, but let's just pretend that film that he reprised yeah. the character and didn't have. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I, I think what, what, what Curb's always done really well is just in terms of who it brings in to be part of it, because yeah. you've got in, in lots of episodes, you've got completely unknown actors you've never seen in anything before, and then you, you'll also just have some Hollywood star that's mates of, of Larry David yeah. come in for yeah. like two or three episodes here and there. Ben and Stiller ev- is showing seems up. To be, yeah, everyone seems to be like on the level of what the show is going to achieve and, and, and goes along with it quite well. Like one of the episodes Jack got me to watch from um, last year's series that I hadn't seen before had the the woman from Big Bang Theory in it uh, as a dentist. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, what's yeah. she called? She's in that Kaylee show. Kaylee Cuoco or something? Yeah, that's yeah. I can't yeah. pronounce her surname, but she's in that show yeah. of flight attendant uh, in the main role. Uh, yeah. Which is all right. I like the first season. I couldn't get into the second one. But like um yeah it's got a great cast and yeah i recommended you 
two specific episodes, uh, both yes. pertaining to the issues of food and race. Uh, yeah, uh, t- what was weird about watching those two <laughs> specific episodes, which I did today? Um, like, oh wait, can can we'll we go have... into the content of them more? After can we see if Yair can guess what they are? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. Is this from two, season two eleven? One from uh, season eleven, one from, from season eight. Yes. Okay. Uh, is it the watermelon episode from yep. season yes. eleven? That's yep. one. Uh, and then uh, season eight. I did just watch that one recently. Tasty food. Oh, the the Palestinian <laughs> chicken. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Got it. Yeah, those, that, that's those two too. exactly. So well, carry like, on, around. <laughs> normally, you watch it and like again because I've mostly I've seen season ten episodes. I'm, they did they end it after season nine and then two series come back. Like, yeah, they had a bit of a yeah. hiatus. I think he's yeah. always he's got like an open deal with HBO yeah. where he can just do it whenever he wants. It's never been a super yeah. regular release. Schedule. They're never gonna say no to him like can I come and do ten episodes. Apart from maybe a few years in the yeah. early two thousands, they were pretty consistent and then Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. there was a uh, six years between seasons eight and nine and then three years between nine and ten and then eleven was right after ten just a year later yeah so most of the episodes i've seen have been from the first eight or from the first six but you know um the classic run of the show then if if you jump around or if you watch loads of them you know obviously the 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 characters age slowly like larry david looks older than he is at the very start of the show um (laughs) and then you know everyone else like in jeff and Susie and all these look pretty much the same in season six or seven as they do in the first episodes um yeah well yeah. jeff so gets that's... a lot slimmer yes yeah, yeah you know, it's still great change but you know it's, it's good as a person but then like then the, the palestinian chicken episode again characters look pretty much exactly as i as i remember uh <laughs> and then um you skip the season 11 and it's like everyone's aged like 20 years <laughs> apart from larry david he was aged Looks like he's aged about three years. Yeah, and he's still wise and old man, like since he was about yeah, he, thirty. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't carry himself like an old guy, you know. Like I always thought mm. when when first watching the show as a younger guy, he was just like a yeah. middle aged guy to me. And there, there'd only been like you know like seven or eight seasons at that point. But still, like um, you know, even now he seems like. <laughs> You know, the same old guy, just a bit older and greyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like an angle of, like, the uh, an extra sort of meta layer of comedy or, like, the world changing around him and then he's just, like, the same bloke forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what, what baldness does to a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, he's, like, the most dignified bald man. You the know, least, the least awkward bald man in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny, that episode where Larry uses uh, a racial slur while re- recounting uh, an incident in, in, in the toilets. Uh, the 300-pound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's telling this, this woman who he's dating, who is a doctor, about this. And Jeff's doctor, the surgeon who's about to operate on Jeff for, like, sleep <laughs> apnea or something, just walks past, and he happens to be black, and he overhears Larry use this racial slur, and he's just incensed, and he's just so angry that he goes into the operating theatre and just shaves Jeff's hair off, 
and that he doesn't even like operate he just shaves he just shaves <laughs> jeff's head because he's so angry at larry uh for being what all he remembers is just this this awful bald man and like so, and and then Jeff and Susie like they come and like confront Larry and they're like what the fuck Larry what the fuck and Susie's like he had a beautiful full head of hair and Larry's like what 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 why are you even so angry there's nothing wrong with being bald and Jeff and Susie in unison are just like yes there is <laughs> <laughs> very memeable for Twitter that. I mean, Larry does bring up the the bald brotherhood quite a few times throughout the show. It, yeah, his baldness right from the is start as well. Yeah. something he's very conscious of, but not like <laughs> he's he's proud of a, of his baldness almost. Like, he's not he's not embarrassed yeah. of it. Doesn't he, he compare it, 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 that like episode where he hates the he, he fires his chef at the yes. restaurant because he was wearing his three wearing the, the restaurant block. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't trust a guy no, who's like not who proud thinks... of being. He's hiding his balls. Because that's been like the deciding way he's got hired as well. He's he's in the brotherhood, you know. Yeah. I, want, I want to give the opportunities <laughs> to my fellow balls and just the sense of betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, is, isn't it because the guy's only got a, sh- a shaved? He's actually got just got a shaved head or something. Or no, is there two different? No. He, he, he sees him in a different setting, I think, and he's wearing a toupee, and he's yeah. already had a jacket. They're, they're like, at, I like, like, I like a grocery store. I like proud of being bald, and that you, you don't wear a toupee. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Uh, well, the other thing in in that episode where Jeff get uh, Jeff's head gets shaved is like it turns out the the, the doctor who uh, Larry is dating is like a massive racist and thinks <laughs> and thinks like he he's she's met like a kindred spirit in white supremacy. <laughs> um, Wait, is that actually how it turns out? Because I remember. Uh, there was. Uh, she writes that note, doesn't she, about brothers and sisters? Oh, uh, and... and he thinks that she's a racist, but it's actually literally about her brothers and sisters. Well, Larry can't read the note because it's written in doctor writing, and so he brings it to a black pharmacist who <laughs> yeah. translates it from doctor to English, and uh, he's very and, offended. And, yeah, she, she's talking about the brothers and sisters who are living at her house with her, her actual <laughs> yeah. brothers and sisters. But yeah, that combined with. Uh, what what else does she write? Um, uh, I, yeah, it does not sound good. Uh, and and yeah, Larry constantly <laughs> is in that kind of situation where he <laughs> ends up sounding. Uh, I mean, he he might be offensive, genuinely offensive from time to time, but it always ends up sounding even worse than it actually is, and and so and just classic uh, awkward shenanigans there. Yeah, a lot of the comedy comes from, like, the fact that people interpret his faux pas in, like, the worst possible faith. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I was thinking and then... he does, like, a very Woody Allen-esque, like, uh, he, 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 if there's silence, he will fill it, and he will blabber on and on until he yeah. says something that it, it just totally sticks his foot in his mouth but it's and like it's... even though what he's done isn't that bad like when someone like uh built like bring like sort of re- overreacts to it he, instead of properly explaining himself he'll be like 
kind of like as a point of principle it'll be like yeah. no they should have understood that what i was doing was good and yeah. so he just like refuses to like explain why that like he was doing something perfectly innocent <laughs> it's he great. has this long list of like rules for how the universe ought to be and is <laughs> extremely principled to yeah. that it's, it's 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 a big key point in Palestinian chicken, but it's in a lot of other episodes as well where he's just the guy. If someone has a habit or tick that's annoying everyone, he'll be the one to like challenge them on what they're doing. Of a social yeah. assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a specific phrase, but like that's probably part of why everyone who knows him is so quick to fucking round on him as well. Yeah, he's presumably doing this all the time every time he sees him. You know. He he can be the scapegoat. It's just like, oh no, that was just yeah. Larry doing his Larry shit. You can't blame me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's a fantastic show. And yeah, Palestinian Chicken um is is like probably one of the funniest episodes <laughs> like it's, of any yeah. any show ever. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. <laughs> It's just like so. The plot of this one. I mean, like, uh, Yair, do you <laughs> do you want to explain the plot of Palestinian Chicken? Well, it's about how how chicken can heal the divide between uh, peoples. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There's just this Palestinian chicken joint, isn't there? And uh, this is also in Larry's like relatively freshly single phase where he's. Uh, it's the show is very much about him dating new people, so yeah. of course he ends up uh, getting uh, getting on with this uh, Palestinian lady at the chicken joint, and uh, at the same time, all of his Jewish chums are you know starting to they're they're protesting this Palestinian place because it's moving next to a Jewish deli. And it's mm. become a microcosm for the whole <laughs> uh, <laughs> situation between Israel and Palestine. And yeah, although so I have to great. say, in, in that situation, uh, it wasn't the Palestinians moving. <laughs> to... No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Th no, those you, Palestinian you, imperialists. Yeah, you know, uh... Uh, try, trying to trying to uh, get into the country from the refugee camps on the border. That's outrageous uh, invasion. Uh, no, but like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of interesting, like. The, pa the Palestinian chicken place, like, in the show, like, all of Larry's social circle are just straight up, like, they're anti-Semitic. It's this anti-Semitic joint. They they don't view it as, yeah. like, yeah. you know, oh, they're just, uh, you know, they're just Palestinians and we have their disagreement with them. It's just a chicken <laughs> place. There's, it's, there's... it's, like, portrayed at the, the sort of dinner party where they're all discussing it as well. Like, there's a lot of just sort of reflexive Palestinian, mm -hmm. it must be like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's almost at that point setting up the the sort of the, the chicken joint uh, owners. I think, isn't this also while Funkhauser yeah. is going through his religious revival? <laughs> it, it is, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's specifically the 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 hook that that gets uh, 
they have an argument outside the restaurant, and that's that's how he gets talking to the. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, he, he rips the yarmulke off of Bunkhouser. Yes. Yeah, he? You, you, and you all have... the people inside the restaurant applaud him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I have like, to say, but you are a Jew. Yes, I'm a good Jew. <laughs> the Palestinian, <laughs> the, the Palestinians in it are kind of portrayed as anti-Semitic. I have to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where it really, really, obviously it's. Literally, when she's just saying anti-Semitic shit while <laughs> sex of his life. Yeah, like, I'll fuck the you out of you. Take me to the Holy Land. Labe, <laughs> son of Nate. <laughs> that was the funniest. Um, but but yeah, like um, it, it, no, it's just funny because like you have you have kind of like the, the like Susie representing like liberal Zionism in it. They're just like, oh, these people are racists. We need to we need to have a picket. And then Funkhauser is just the belligerent like, if rape if Rabin can break bread with a bass than I can eat in this anti-Semitic shithole. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, then Larry Larry, like, yeah, the, the Yamaka showdown is uh, is one for the ages and Larry wins for hearts and minds of the Palestinians uh, in, in, in the restaurant. And they, they also have this subplot about how the Palestinian restaurant is like a hotspot for uh, Jewish people who are cheating on their spouses. <laughs> yeah, they, they say it as like a, a joke a bit when they're just enjoying their meal and, and having a laugh. But you know at that point that that's going to happen later in the episode. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not down from, from the second that that line comes out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that then sets up the, the culmination of the, the golf tournament getting fucked up. <laughs> Uh, that's like a that's a great episode and then it ends with like what is now uh an immortal meme where larry is 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 just standing kind of like <laughs> tilting uh between you know t- like not sure which way to go two, two baying mobs about five yards each side of it basically. yeah <laughs> yeah basically literal, literal baying mob <laughs> yeah because like he you know he kind of wants to stand with with his people, but on the other hand, he really likes the chicken and having sex with that Palestinian woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic episode. Um, and sadly, you know that that is a great episode. Uh, for Marty Funkhauser, played by um uh, for the late Bob Einstein, who died a couple of years. I think it's literally Bo- Einstein, to be honest. Like, because uh, you know Albert Brooks changed his name to Albert Brooks because he he didn't want to have the baggage of being called Albert Einstein. He's Bob Bob Einstein's Understandable. brother. Understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, speaking of Albert Brooks, uh, he appeared in the first episode of season 11. And I think it's fantastic that his last acting role isn't in the unreleased Louis C.K. film, I Love You, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. yeah, so big up to Albert Brooks, a, a fucking comedy legend. Uh, but but Obviously yeah, but... had a, a big role in, in the earlier series as well. Was it season four when they did the, the producers getting Larry? Uh, oh, yeah, so good. What, Albert Brooks? Yeah, he's, he's in that one quite a lot. Oh, is he? I yeah, maybe I haven't watched that season in in a, in a little not, while. Like, personally, sort of recruit him. Think he'll be good because they get chatting. I think. Um, Are you thinking of Mel Brooks? I think I am, aren't I? Yeah, no, yeah, Mel no, Brooks. yeah, of course. Yeah, Mel Brooks is the man, the, the creator of the yeah. producers. Yeah. 
<laughs> his brother yeah. from another mother. But, uh, <laughs> no relation. That, that is a great right, I, season. I, 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 I'm yeah. now used to Google, and I now know exactly who you're talking about. And in fact, I know the text line for every guy in dialing. Great. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's in Good. Drive in a rare dramatic role. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, season four, you were talking to me about that one. I think yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, he he uh, gets involved in like blood feuds with uh, his co-stars Ben Stiller, and once he drives Ben Stiller off a project, David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that that's a season with yeah quite quite a lot of celebrity uh, guests uh, that that aren't really regulars, and Mel yeah. Brooks is so funny in that. He's uh, fucking great in it just uh, he's ending up pulling a the producers style plot with the producers <laughs> he can't take it anymore <laughs> it's been too successful it's a monster that he's created and he just wants it to be over so he hires the most incompetent star of the show that he possibly can <laughs> this f- complete fuck up of a man larry david uh, you know n- never mind but he's unfortunately he doesn't consider that larry david is hilarious that's no. true yeah 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 i mean <laughs> yeah and larry does like fuck it up but then he like brings it back in the end <laughs> yeah. and the show comes to a glorious conclusion uh <laughs> him and him and uh schwimmer absolutely kill it in the end and yeah really good and um you know again like that 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 season like i mean this show it absolutely features the cream of the crop of like jewish american comedy in particular um but that season as well as featuring you know um well like gen x uh stars such as schwimmer and uh stiller you know it's got one of the real legends in it given a prominent role he's like in pretty much every episode of that season i think in mel brooks obviously so that's you know that's really good woody allen never appeared on the show um <laughs> but, but i know from yeah, that's uh, another point in its favor yeah but yeah. i know from uh from ricky gervais uh meets larry david uh from the short-lived ricky gervais meets not to be confused with meet ricky gervais uh where he interviews jimmy savile as Geraint has helpfully reminded me at times before <laughs> uh, you know i know uh from that that uh alan is a very big influence on larry david but, you know, I think that's the case for a lot of comedy yeah. performers of his generation, other generations even. New York, Jewish comedy people. It's it's kind yeah. of hard to not have some inspiration. Like, uh, he's like the most innovative comedy director in cinema for like, you know, a couple of decades or something. What, what... Yeah, <laughs> and he had a golden era where, where he had successful films that were also good. Um, that's obviously going to... Picking in people's minds as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so you know, art from the artist and that. But yeah, Larry David, unproblematic king. Everyone loves him. Like the show's not always politically <laughs> correct, but everyone's just like ah. <laughs> yeah, he, he drops a few n words here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does actually. There's some. Uh, God, Larry and black people is just an. I think they realized like um, midway through the show's run that Larry and and black people, just just any black people, is just an incredible <laughs> comic combination. And so so yeah. uh, J. But thankfully somehow they found J. B. Smooth 
as as Leon to be a constant sidekick for Larry, and it's just so funny. He's just such an incongruous figure in Larry's friendship group. Not just because he's a black guy and Larry's friends are just like old rich Jewish guys, but because he's and Vince Vaughn now in the later seasons yeah. as well, yeah. uh, replacing Bob Einstein as a Funkhauser cousin. Um, but Leon's just whole manner and his his like you know he's like no bullshit in a whole different way to larry uh leon leon cuts to the the, the fucking point and uh, maybe that brings us on to the other episode uh i mean if we're talking about curb and race especially that brings us on to the other episode i recommended yeah. to grind um which uh is I, I i don't know what it's called but it's uh it's about it's watermelon. The watermelon i think oh well there um, you go yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a spiritual sequel to Palestinian Chicken. Sort of, yeah. There was definitely... uh, What I want to say before we get on to the the main part of the episode is um, it was, you know, sometimes we've been hammering away at this podcast for ages, even longer in in YouTube's case, and and sometimes it feels we're not getting our message out, we're not not spreading enough influence out into the world. And um, it was good to see this lucky upstart comedy show that, that very few people have ever seen before you know and and tune into this episode of, of you know last year's series the end of november last year and um it opened with um what can only be literally described as a deranged speech about milk <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You know, I, I think it's good that, that, that Mr. Larry David, you know, a legend of comedy, been going since uh, 91 or something like that with Seinfeld, that he's still looking to, to sort of cool leftist podcasts like ourselves for, for inspiration. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously been binging on Gatecast and think, right, how can I how can I transpose that to Hollywood? I know, I'd be too yeah. obvious to get someone who looks like Mike Gapes. I'll give Woody Harrelson a call. <laughs> hey, he's bald. That's like at least yes. at like some of the way there, you know. Um, yep. You don't want him putting on prosthetics and stuff. It's demeaning. It's it's about the spirit, the spirit of Gates, yeah, and and, yeah. and a bit of baldness and like, yeah, Woody, who is an animal rights activist, uh, has a meeting at Larry's house and questions him about his coffee cream. Larry tells him he owns a farm and gets it directly from his cow. And Woody requests to visit his farm. And so, yeah, doesn't Larry like end up pretending a dairy farm is his, but it's owned by like some mad racist? Yeah, one one of the themes of it, like along in the background of the whole episode, because they're, they're longer episodes, like forty minutes instead of half hour. So he's he's constantly like asking everyone he speaks to, and do you know anyone who owns a cow? Because he, he, knows he, he knows he needs to create this deception, but he doesn't even know where he to begin. He always gets so deep into these mm. stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just very. We can talk about it more later. But the episode where he pretends to be an Orthodox Jew. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that one up. It's one of my favorites. But so good. We'll Should get we get there. onto that in a minute? Yeah. So yeah. yeah where were we? Um, the milk. The milk so, scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, uh, during the episode, he he bumps into a white supremacist who is carrying his basically the clan robes, you know, <laughs> and uh, spills coffee all over the clan robes. So he immediately, knowing he's in the wrong, is just like, right, I'm going to put this right. I'm going to get this clean. <laughs> Completely no cells. You know, he's obviously clocked exactly what they are. 
but he just completely knows that. He's like, no, it's still the right thing to do. I'm going to get his like, <laughs> fucking robes clean. Principles, man. That's yeah, definitely... He's, got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got two bigger race riots he wants to go to in the next few weeks, so I've got better <laughs> to get this done for him. That's um, definitely an example of the sh- how that, the show has become hi- kind of heightened and less sort of a, a yeah. realist de- uh, depiction of uh, like yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> rich fair, life in I LA. That's been a, yeah, that's been a sort of very slow and steady drip, drip effect as the season's gone on. And yeah, really deliberate, like know? the fact that Everybody's the guy is literally a clansman with clan robes, you yeah. know, rather than just like a racist, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, no, still. Um, and and you were right to bring up Geraint that the episodes are longer. They've kind of yeah. abandoned like the clockwork tightness of previous seasons where everything would tie together, and now they just kind of have a sprawling <laughs> kind of thing with like these loose end point still like but even looser and 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 yeah he's just got like final cut and just be as as long as he fucking wants it to be like that new tarantino book where there's apparently like 500 spelling errors because it was presumably written into his contract that nobody could edit a word that he wrote <laughs> like obviously larry david the person has ended up writing this episode so there the racist gets a kick in from his fellow racists, but he's written it that Larry David, the character, is completely oblivious to this and is just sailing on, like doing favors for his racist friend, getting favors back, and, and you know <laughs> stuff goes wrong. But he's like, oh well, turn the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a strange approach, but it it, it works in comedy terms. And it's funny. The um. The the actual watermelon. Uh, I was good. Yeah, I do love yes. the actual gag of the episode. Which, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, again, black there's person not, being there's... self-conscious about eating watermelon. <laughs> yeah, there's cause... not a huge amount of screen time devoted to it, but it obviously no. comes up early on with, with Jimmy Smooth saying, in front of white people or in front of people, <laughs> about it. it just sets up this ridiculous idea. Um, obviously. Paid off mostly in the, the supermarket scene. What? What? How? Yeah. yeah. How does it pay off? Uh, Larry takes so, Mary to his house, and they walk in on Leon and his friend eating watermelon. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's basically two payoffs for it. So the, the, the first one's in the supermarket where um, he's sort of giving him a pep talk, and they've gone out shopping together, and he's like, "Yes, I would like to buy this watermelon." All right, can you speak up a bit? So then Larry's like, he wants to eat watermelon, and that's fine. He can eat it and buy it if he wants to. You sell him this watermelon, you know? And he just points at the next black guy, like a few people back in the queue. Do you like watermelon? <laughs> I'm staying out of this. No, do you like watermelon? I do. It's tasty. <laughs> he's got them all sort of embracing it, and he's like, yes, and I like your filthy fish. And, uh, you know, his <laughs> long list of like stereotypical Jewish food. Um, and I'm going to buy these, and I'm going to eat them, and that's fine, and it's all fine. Uh, so you know, he's got his confidence up, and he's like inviting the other because when they. So yeah. that's the guy who's eating watermelon with Leon in the final. Yeah, season. yeah, they've invited, they hit it off so well with the guy from the supermarket, is the random black guy in the queue that they've gone back and they're like, yeah, let's eat watermelon together and hang out. <laughs> and that's when the. Um, the woman that he runs his car into because he's fucking driving when he can't see where he's going because he's gone to the optician. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, like, happens to be like, oh yeah, you can go on holiday with, with him. He's, he's a 
someone with that exact name um, <laughs> on holiday. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've played a blinder. What a stroke of luck. And she walks in, and that's exactly why he's embarrassed to eat it in front of people anyway, because she's just like, <laughs> walks into this scene and the two of them showing down. It's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> I, I, I love the scene at the start where, where Larry's like, what, do you really like mel- watermelon? And Leon's just like... I fucking love it, man. It's the best yeah, fucking yeah. fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a damn fine fruit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really, I re- I really way, like it's watermelon. It's just the way he scuttles when they open the door and he's been eating it out of the drawer. Like, he just sort of sinks <laughs> down to the chair. It's like the best, the most economical sort of this guy is up to something acting I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, really well to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Jamie Smooth is so fucking good. Like, uh, his beef with Michael J. Fox, or well, it's Larry's beef, but when Leon's like, man, man, that motherfucker is keeping me up. Like, if, if he doesn't stop stomping around with those boots, Michael J. Fox is gonna be, Fox is gonna be Michael J. Fucked up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, some great lines, like like that. Uh, what was it? They like, I, I, oh, I've been kung fu in that ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great episode. So we should. To lead on to that, we should explain, like, the way that Leon gets into the show is there's, like, a, a hurricane that's, it's, like, hurricane not... Hurricane Katrina. Is, is it literally it Katrina, or did they make yeah. up a hurricane? Okay. No, yeah, it was Katrina, and then he brought in that family, the Blacks. The, the Blacks, <laughs> yeah, they're literally... And he's like, you're called Black. That's like me being called Larry Jew. And they're just like, <laughs> they just don't respond. And he's just like, you know, like... Because I'm a Jew. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so good. And then, yeah, they go to live with him and Cheryl. Uh, and then, and even though it's like Cheryl's idea to get them in, and he's really reluctant to, to take them into their, their house. Um, and when Cheryl leaves him, they stay. Um, and he ends up uh, together with uh, Loretta Black, Black the, the, the mother of the family. Uh, I was going to say the matriarch, but but the auntie is almost kind of a matriarch figure in that family. Um, and it, yeah, so so basically then, uh, yeah, so she's dating Larry, and Larry Larry wants to get out of a relationship because she has cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always so classy. Yeah, he can't be asked with a work. This is definitely one of Larry's less sympathetic moments. <laughs> so he's like trying. Quite a few to choose from. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's trying to like convince this therapist who's like she's ba- she basically does like uh like dump him. Uh, she she like advises women like yeah. just dump him like the toxic person in your life and it will like improve your health and stuff and so Larry like deliberately acts like as big a cunt as possible in front of this this like therapist to try and convince her to advise Loretta to leave him <laughs> which she does and I think Loretta's like nobody's gonna tell me what I should do with my man um but anyway like Leon comes to Larry um. And he, he says, Larry, can you call my friend Alton? Because it's, I know all this shit off by heart. It's like, I'm just like surprising myself. How, yeah. like, every put, I haven't rewatched any of this like recently. <laughs> but like, I saw this the other day and I'm just amazed how, how closely you're getting it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like Alton, uh, he's like, can you call up my friend Alton? He's such a big Seinfeld fan. He loves the show. Uh, call him up and like wish him a happy birthday because he's, 
he's been like kind of down don't know why he's so down though because his wife is fucking fine as fuck like and then um so larry calls up um calls up alton and he's like yeah you know and and you know you should be he wishes him a happy birthday and says, "Hey man, I hope you feel you feel better and everything." And you know, um, you know, they think about the good things in your life. Like Leon uh, says, you have a very beautiful wife. And then Alton's like, "What the fuck did did you say about my wife? <laughs> you fucking what the fuck are you talking about my wife for?" And then he's just like yelling at Larry, and Larry just rings off. And then Leon confronts Larry about this. He's like, "Larry, why did you tell Alton I was fucking his wife?" And and Larry was like, no, I didn't. He just got got the wrong impression. He's like, why did you tell him I was fucking his wife, Larry? He's, Larry's just like, just 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 tell him you're not. And Leon's just like, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I mean, I've been kung fu in that ass for a while now. Fucking that ass. Like it's one of the great line deliveries of all time. <laughs> like where he just clarifies, I mean, fucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fucking that ass, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, um, and then um, Alton's wife is like hiding in Larry's car, and uh, it looks like she's sucking him off, and Loretta <laughs> sees it, and that's why she finally leaves Larry. And then once uh, the Black family are um, are gone, Leon just stays. <laughs> he just like yeah. lives, like li- literally lives rent free, not in Larry's head, but in his house. <laughs> and <laughs> and when Larry moves house, like Leon goes with him. Like they just like Larry goes to New York in one season, and Leon just turns up, like <laughs> to to like stay in his swanky hotel with him. It's <laughs> one of the great like. Um, you know, male friendships in uh, in in television history. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where like, do they go to a strip club or something in one in like season eight or something? But it's like it's like Larry, Leon, uh, Funkhauser, and Jeff. I think that's it. And I, it's just yeah. like, what what a friendship group, you know. <laughs> What a combination of people! Oh, <laughs> uh, um, we t- can we talk about Jeff? Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Jeff is just so fun. An evil man, <laughs> <laughs> always cheating on his wife, uh, yeah. <laughs> constantly. Um, but but you know, they yeah. will never break up. No. <laughs> There's so many like it's and a... they're just like constantly fighting as yeah. well, just all the time. And, and she it's knows like, that he's yeah. cheating on her. It's, it's like the, the stock plot device. If they can't figure out another way to set something up and go <laughs> for her to track him out the house for a couple of days, yes, it's like definitely at least once every season. season like out. they are just the stereotypical sitcom couple. Yeah, yeah. somehow yeah. constantly fighting but never breaking up. <laughs> And yeah. Larry's always covering for Jeff, like he's just—he's yeah. like pretending. He's doing it so badly. Always, I know one of you is lying. Pretending yeah. to Jeff's uh, parents that his porn collection is his, or that like <laughs> pretending to Susie that the the pan the, the panties, the women's panties in yeah. Jeff's car are something that he wears himself. <laughs> I'm Larry David, yeah. and I wear women's panties, and there's nothing weird about that. <laughs> Whatever the line is. Woke Larry like, ahead of his time. <laughs> that's one of the, the, probably the most consistent funny bits in, in the early series, is just 
Susie's developing uh, contempt for Larry from a position <laughs> yeah. starting from at least Miles' contempt. You know? uh, she loves him, really. You know, she's a character. She's a character in a sitcom that has a memory of previous episodes of the sitcom, and that's a dangerous thing. But but I don't know. But they always <laughs> kind of they start afresh every time they see each other. Like she's always really happy yeah. to see him. She's like, Larry, how are you doing? Come in, come. And then like within two minutes, it's like, what the fuck did you just say, you bull fuck? They you have four eyed piece of shit. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's clear that the the old bitterness is still there. She's just. I'm going to put it aside, I'm going to start afresh. Yeah. And then as soon, obviously, as he behaves like himself, she's like, I can't remember now what I fucking hate this guy. It's not, it's not in her fuck. nature, you know. She can't be the peacemaker that she she no. knows she no. knows she wants to be, but it's just, you know, that's not who Susie is. Much like Larry, really. <laughs> He's can't, he just can't help yeah. but create situations for himself constantly that are unbearable. Um, whereas Susie's more yeah. reacting to situations. Yeah, they're slightly different Their kinds personalities of abrasive, they're personalities are both... both so good at holding yeah. grudges that they can yeah. never really get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was there an episode you wanted to talk about that we mentioned a little bit back? Was it... Yes, uh, season five, um, where Richard needs a kidney, and uh, Larry and and Jeff are both a match. Neither of them want to give him their kidney. (laughs) Yeah, classic. They're just so selfish. (laughs) Is there? Yeah, both fundamentally selfish people. Uh, Yeah, it's never gonna work out like that. And so is part of their many schemes to get out of it. Uh, they're trying to woo the 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 guy who's in charge of the kidney donor list. Uh, yeah, and uh, and they kind of imply uh, that the process is just like corrupt as fuck. If someone's his mate, he'll just put them at the yeah. top of the list. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got absolutely no problem with. Oh yeah, yeah, we like you. Sure, I'll put your guy at the top. Yeah. Um. But part of that is uh, is is Larry pretending to be Orthodox Jewish because the guy who runs the list is a conservative Orthodox Jew, and uh, oh man, it's some of my favorite moments in the show. Um, and uh, it, I just it's it's really relatable when like uh, the 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 kidney guy will be saying something in Hebrew and then Larry will just be, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. just make guttural just... noises. <laughs> any any time I ever went to synagogue as a kid and like they'd, they'd be singing the song and that would be me like. <laughs> Uh, making noises to such vaguely Jewish noises. Uh, <laughs> it's su- it, you know it's such a culturally Jewish show. This is the kind of like uh, comedy premise that only a Jewish person who who's kind of like had those experiences like you could write. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's fun. I I I I do find that Curb is at its best when it's. Like riffing on how, 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 because Larry is very Jewish, but at the same time, yeah, he's not very religious. Yeah, culturally, but not religiously. 
Like he he's uh he's there's a few yeah. times, especially early in the seasons, where he's uh where where being like a, a survivor comes up as a very major plot point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what Larry kind? finds out Larry thinks that the <laughs> chef that he hires is a survivor because he's got numbers on his wrist, and it turns out that they're just sharpie. Uh, that he wrote his lottery numbers down. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 or, and then there's, there's that bit uh, where Larry invites two survivors to dinner because two survivors need to meet each other. It's so important. And uh, one of them is a Holocaust survivor. And the other is the contestant from the show Survivor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and they end up getting in a fight about who had it harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, That's so so good. Um, there's that episode. I mean, he's, he's constantly sort of trying to get out of um, people trying to try get him to embrace his religion more. You know. He's yeah, but the one thing that always has him. Like, yeah, but his contrarian impulses excuses. mean that when he's in a particularly gentile environment, his Jewishness just comes out in yeah. spades. Like there's <laughs> there's the episode where Cheryl's sister, played by Ke- Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who's very funny as always. <laughs> uh, she's oh, yeah, yeah. she's very very Christian, and she uh, wants her her uh, husband, who she's marrying, who's Jewish, to convert to christianity so that they can tie the knot and larry basically in the process of their uh their wedding he talks him out of converting and puts the whole like (laughs) the whole wedding in jeopardy and the episode (laughs) just ends with like the jewish family on one side of the room and the christians (laughs) on the other side just all screaming at each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of kind of palestinian chicken actually larry just caught in the middle He's a classic fish out of water. He's, he always manages to offend like every group that he's in, no matter what. Like if he, when he's amongst very Jewish people, he offends them by not being Jewish enough. When he's yeah. very Gentile company, he offends them by being too Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just another subplot in uh, Palestinian Chicken, is that um, Funkhauser's very conservative or very orthodox um rabbi uh she uh like won't let him uh yeah. play golf on a certain day uh and larry goes to talk to her uh and it and it turns out that she's like a huge fan of palestinian chicken and he like blackmails her with this <laughs> into uh letting von play golf <laughs> Uh, yeah very very good i just think of some of some of my other favorite episodes um judy judy the the the, the doll one where where that uh yeah where larry larry and jeff like what happened what what is it that happens like they they behead a doll somehow no larry larry cuts the doll's hair he wants to go to the bathroom but like the main one in the house is occupied or something so he goes (laughs) to the bathroom that's upstairs and on the way he sees the little girl of the house just hanging out in her room, and she's like, "Hey, this is my doll. Could you give oh, her a yeah. haircut?" Yeah, haircut. Yeah, yeah. And she, yeah, so he gives her a haircut, and then there's just this whole thing where Larry's like, "What? Well, come on, she's not three. She should be able to realize that the doll's hair isn't gonna grow back." <laughs> That's a classic example of how apologize. of how Larry is is it totally like 
pretty much in the right. Like he was just being really nice to a kid, and her yeah. her mother was being like kind of horrible to him. And everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, although he shouldn't, he should. You know, he he chose not to use the toilet that everyone else was using. But on the other hand, these dickheads like didn't have a lock on their toilet. But anyway, like yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So 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 like um. You know, but then he just makes it worse by just being like, you know, what do you mean? She, she, is she an idiot? Like, she doesn't know that its hair isn't going to grow back. Um, but then he goes like, Jeff's like, oh, yeah, Sammy, my daughter. She's got like a massive collection of dolls. She's never going to notice if one of them goes missing. She, I think she's got that exact same doll. Let's go and steal it. So they like steal this, um, steal this, this doll and like, uh, just as they're like leaving the house, like they find the Judy doll, and that's when they're like, Judy, Judy! Uh, you know, Susie just turns up in the driveway, and she and Jeff are like separated at this point, so it's like very suspicious that he's just skulking around her house with Larry <laughs> in the middle of the day. Oh, the shelf! I've just been having, I've been so worried about this shelf yeah. and the room falling down. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, and, and one of the great classic musical cues of the show is when Susie shows up and she's pissed. They play, like, mariachi spaghetti western <laughs> music. Like... And so she's just, like, mad pissed. She's like, you four-eyed fuck! You bald piece of shit! Like, you, you fat fuck! Like, I guess, yeah, she's, she either goes for the baldness or the glasses with Larry and it's always uh, being fat with Jeff and uh then like yeah yeah so uh hang on where where was where was i going with this uh in, in my retelling of the judy, the judy episode just what well, larry hides the doll's head down his pants anyway and uh, yep. gets like a genital <laughs> rash from it <laughs> so so classic um yeah um the the Judy thing reminds me for some reason of the Wendy wheelchair episode. Oh where man, Larry is dating a a, a disabled woman in a wheelchair, <laughs> and, and he loses his phone. So is he that can't even the same episode? No, it's not. Is it? Sorry. I no, no, no. I don't think they so. both got a party in season. them. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I'm not even lot sure. Of, there's a lot of fancy dinner parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some recurring themes for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he loses his phone. He can't get in touch with her because he only knows her first name, Denise, and he can't like look her up. And, and, and so he 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 brings a different disabled woman in a wheelchair to a party <laughs> just because people know that oh he's got a stable disabled girlfriend he's so he's so thoughtful so considerate that he would date a disabled person you know well and also <laughs> he just happens to meet her because he sees her on the street and he's like hey do you yeah, know this disabled person <laughs> <laughs> and then and yeah then he gets to the party and denise has shown up on her own because you know she's not an idiot yeah she knows how to get there and uh and he, yeah he throws Wendy wheelchair, as he calls her, uh, into a closet while Denise, uh, <laughs> so handicapped Denise or whatever <laughs> he calls her in her phone. It's the classic bringing two dates to one party situation, but, but made a thousand times worse. But he by he gets just all the ableism and yeah. uh, insensitivity. But he gets uh, his comeuppance because Rosie O'Donnell beats him up. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they chase him. The wheelchair ladies chase him, and he loses the up. A he runs up the stairs, and, then, and Ro- yeah, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell like, just comes. I'll like, got this from le- here. Leave it to me, oh. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I want to point out as well that the episode with the uh, the Orthodox Jews, where Larry pretends to be one, like that's also got the subplot about Richard Lewis's nurse having a massive vagina that she uses to steal things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he's like i can't remember who i think like jeff fucked her or something like one of his many affairs yes, and, yeah yeah and 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 like and he's just like um she no she mentions like jeff's got a tiny dick and jeff's like no 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 <laughs> it's not an issue of, of the small dick but the huge vagina <laughs> And then at the end, like, Larry's stolen phone is, like, in her vagina and it rings. And Lewis is like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for every tiny dick, there must be a a large vagina, right? (laughs) Surely. (laughs) By by law of averages. (laughs) Um, What's... Ah, Swebo is another episode. Actually, is there anything... Just like the... um, So, so like, there's this... There's a orthodox jewish law isn't there that that women aren't single women aren't supposed to be out with a man after sundown is that right yeah similar to like more traditional like islam like yeah Mm. they have some rules around that yeah uh well larry ends up stuck on a broken ski lift with the daughter of the head of the kidney company um and she's like one of us has got to jump and larry's like no they're <laughs> quite high up and, and and she jumps and she just like falls and it's just like splat she just does, you don't hear like any movement or whatever um and you're to assume that the, the the deal with the kidney consortium guy is is off uh, and also he eats like uh, a pack of like edible lingerie uh while up on <laughs> <laughs> up on the ski lift with her <laughs> just see, just remembering just seeing the titles like the episodes like Funkhouse's crazy sister <laughs> which is when the episode where jeff fucks Funkhouse's crazy sister <laughs> when larry and she like gets out of the mental hospital and larry and jeff are supposed to be looking after her and larry turns aside for like two minutes and jeff fucks her <laughs> <laughs> oh that's got such like an evil like jeff and <laughs> an evil jeff ending basically like where um she like reveals at the dinner table with, with Susie there that she's been like she's something like i love the fat boy or something and like reveals that she's been having sex with jeff and um then jeff like just convinces Susie. Uh, and everyone else that she's just a delusional fantasist and uh, Funkhauser has her institutionalized again <laughs> that's an episode where like people don't get their comeuppance yeah that was so <laughs> classic and larry's like i don't i don't know i don't i don't know if she does need to go back and, and, and jeff's just yeah oh yeah yeah big time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so funny. Uh, let's just see if there's any other really good ones. Uh, well, there definitely are. There's a bunch of really good ones. Crazy Eyes Killer, where Larry yes. helps a rapper write write a rap verse. 
Uh, I think I, I might even rem remember it, like... No, I don't. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'll s s make you suck on my dick and I'll nut in your eye. I think that's part of it. <laughs> uh, and I'll stomp on your world like, like my name is Godzilla. I'm coming for you, mother... No, I hear it. Here's the trick. So it's originally, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. I'm a crazy eyes killer. But he's already said, yeah, okay, the earlier line is, I'll snap off your neck with a crackle and pop. And Larry's like, oh, I like that, the Rice Krispies uh, reference, that's cool. And then, like, because he goes up to Larry and he's like, yo, you're a writer, right? I write some shit as well, like, help me out with this. <laughs> and, and, like, Wanda, Wanda Sykes, the comedian who's, like, a regular in the yeah. show, Larry is always offending uh, as a proud black woman with yeah. his, his politically incorrect yeah. faux pas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, so she's, like, engaged to Crazy Eyes Killer, um, and who is a, a fictitious character. Um, but he he's like, um, so he asks Larry for advice and Larry's like, yeah, you've already said motherfucker. So you should change that to I'm coming for you, bitch. And the crazy eyes killer. And he's like, yo, you my man. He doesn't. Know. In fact, they say something different to my man. If you get my drift. Um, Larry says, I'm your. And he says, yes, you're my. And they both say it uh, uh, several times. And then. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's um So what's how does how does what's Crazy Eyes Killer like admits to Larry that he likes um fucking lots of bitches, I think probably oh, in his yeah, parlance. He, he asks Larry, do you like uh, do you like eating pussy or something like that? That's it. And and then that's how they get <laughs> I gotta into eat the, the hole. And he's like, I love it, man. <laughs> Larry's like, oh, I don't know, it hurts my neck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then that finds its way back to Wanda somehow. And uh, yeah. she leaves him. He's like, oh, I, I gotta have all kinds of different flavors, man. I can't... Dude, you're just getting you're getting married, and uh... <laughs> yeah, he talks about all the different races and, La and Larry's all, of course, he's he's just concerned that uh, Crazy Eyes is gonna be unhappy with him because uh, it came out through him. Yeah, yeah, and he because he's heard he's heard the rap lyrics, and he's just like he's gonna murder me. <laughs> and of course he's not. He's just some guy who raps. Yeah. Like, but like <laughs> he's just you know angry at Larry. And it's like, Larry, come out, come out. Is it one of those episodes where Larry's just like cowering at the end, like hiding? Yeah, <laughs> which is a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Or cowering or, or running uh, from a crowd or something. <laughs> uh, one thing I do like is that they, they didn't really dwell on COVID. Like, it oh, would have yeah. been really easy to make a whole thing of COVID, but... Uh, instead, in in season eleven, the like the first episode, they mention COVID a couple times. Yeah, with the Albert Brooks stuff, I mean, where he's like uh, a COVID hoarder. Yeah, that yeah. was quite good that's actually. The only way it comes up. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree <laughs> with you on that. I'm glad they just swerved it because it's not really conducive to like any form of like drama. It's like, hey, people can't 
interact with each other very well. Like, right. great stuff. <laughs> Let's film that. How are we going to have a social, awkward comedy thing? It's Larry on... The social part. Larry yeah. on Skype. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Um, they, they actually did... They did, like, um... It was like the worst thing of all time. It was like a 30 Rock uh, reunion special that they did exclusively over like uh, Zoom. And, uh, oh, it, dude, it, yeah. It, Didn't they, do, they did the same thing with um, uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that I wonder if that was like 30 Rock, literally just like a product placement advertorial for like the forthcoming NBC schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> bad stuff. Um, but... Yeah, like, uh, just thinking off the top of my head, really dope episodes. The one where Larry gets his dad on the piff. That was a funny episode. Where yeah. Oh, 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 I meant to say, the Wendy wheelchair, Denise handicap thing, literally where I got the thing of saving all my drug dealers in my phone as their name, piff. <laughs> <laughs> Never, Classic. never done it with a disabled person. I should just clarify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't think oh, I'm going to start classifying all of my friends by uh, whatever superficial trait? Uh, yeah, yeah, Julie. No, of course not. Um, you know, I'm not saying you know maybe one of those drug dealers was disabled in some way. Not all disabilities are visible. A little lesson for people there. Um, <laughs> but I certainly wasn't saving them according to that disability, that's for sure. <laughs> Which Larry doesn't get with the whole... Uh, <laughs> when he's... The episode where he's taking the disabled toilet and uh, he gets yelled at and then he is the guy with the stutter uh, <laughs> that he acts as if he has a stutter at the end of the episode to use the toilet and... and Oh, yeah, oh. sorry. I don't, don't even know what my point was there. <laughs> Man, one thing... La Larry just being Larry. Being Larry. One thing that I have to say, like, was a bit too much. I thought the last season had a lot of good stuff in, but, like, um, just, like, the continued presence of Tracy Ullman, like, did my head in after her her hideous impression of Corbin where she just dressed up as an old man and did anti-Semitic hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that, yeah. Yeah, I, well, because it was on some dog shit sketch show she did but only aired in the UK, I assume. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah, that's... Well, I was, like, totally down. I was like, okay, Tracy Ullman guest star, that's cool. And then I was, like, gradually dawned on me, like, oh, she's gonna be in the entire season. <laughs> but, like, it was it was quite a funny plot. It was, like, just Larry, like, uh, dating this awful woman who's just, like, everyone agrees is just awful. Just the worst. Right, she plays the councilwoman. Yeah. Yeah, because right. yeah, she's on the yeah. council and this is a classic like rich person thing you know this is like you know this is <laughs> zoning stuff yeah this is why clint eastwood became the mayor of carmel on the sea in the late 80s you know <laughs> like you know what what is it so basically he some guy like drowns in his pool <laughs> so he yeah, he does first episode and he doesn't want to be held criminally liable for this so he like <laughs> he like tries to get the law changed <laughs> like used by dating this woman he didn't have a fence around it yeah yeah that's it 
Yeah, and he hates her. Everyone he knows hates her. I hate her. He's just using this woman to uh, do this really petty law change thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, very funny. Uh, I love love, uh, just darting back uh, to the bit about um, (laughs) fucking... Uh, sorry, I just, just forgot he fucked Cheryl's sister in like one of the, in season in the previous season. I'm just going down, going up and down the Wikipedia page, but like I love when um he uh like he he gets his dad the weed and he like ends up uh going with a, an African American sex worker uh to uh, to a, a ball game. <laughs> Because like <laughs> to use the the carpool the, the is that uh, it carpool lane yes, yeah. Yes. yeah 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 there's just some rule and he can't get anyone to go with him like all his friends pull out and he sees her like you know uh, <laughs> hey do you want a date yeah 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 she's just <laughs> doing her business on the street corner and he's like you know what get in and uh, she's like okay like I'll, I'll suck your dick now or whatever and he's like no 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 and then uh, she's also like sells him a bunch of weed uh he's like where can i get some weed and she's like oh, i got just the stuff Well, the weed he already bought he oh. had bought weed earlier in the episode, some swag. Swag. He left it in his jacket pocket, gave it to Funkhauser at the airport. Oh, yeah, he gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember her like it's swag. That's great. And then yeah, she gets his uh, she gets his dad really high at the end. He's like, you're a, yeah. you're a beautiful young lady, you know that? And he's having a will of a time. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. dad is just like the nicest, like, old Jewish man, you know? <laughs> enormous glasses. It's <laughs> uh, got, like... So, like, most of the guys on, on this show, like... Um, who Like, sorry, who've, who've worked as writers on the show... Like Alec Berg, David Mandel, and Jeff Sha- Jeff Schaefer, as well as Larry Charles, who's directed a lot of episodes. Um, all of these guys, like people who worked uh, with worked on Seinfeld with Larry um, as writers and directors. So he like brought along a lot of the creative team. Um, these days, it's just um, mainly just him and Jeff Schaefer who who write the shows along with. Certain other people I haven't heard of. Let's see, Carol Leifa. I wonder if she, she's a veteran. Yeah, she wrote for Seinfeld as well. Um, so pretty much he's like, you know, keeping. He's like kept the creative side of the show like firmly in his regular wheelhouse, yeah. like one of the regular. Di- these, these are people he's been working with for thirty years in some cases. You know? People who speak his language. Uh, yes. Like Robert B. Wide, for example, who you know m- spends most of his time like online defending Woody Allen now, but also is quite a good, <laughs> quite quite a good comedy director. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, a lot of these guys as well uh, have worked with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, like um, uh, like Larry Charles directed Borat, uh, and I think I think The Dictator and possibly Bruno. How would you turn up your day job as a relatively talented comedian and work with Larry Charles and Lee Kern at the same time <laughs> and not see the yawning void of talent levels between the two of them? 
That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure right. there was an overlap in in when he was working with the two of them. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know what what is Larry. If there was, Charles I think Kern would have been just very much the junior guy in that role. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm just uh, seeing. Oh well, Larry Charles also directed uh, a film I used to like very much as an impressionable teenager. Uh, the Bill Maher documentary Religious, or Religious, as I've heard it pronounced, which is stupid. Just call it Religious. Like, come on. Um, uh, and he also directed Army of One, which is a film where yes, he did direct Bruno, by the way, as well as Borat and the Dictator. He also directed Army of One which is a film um, where Nicolas Cage plays this guy who, like, with a really annoying voice who, like, set out to, like, personally kill Bin Laden with a sword. And Russell Brand plays God in that film. Um, and furthermore, he directed in 2003, in fact, his directorial debut as a feature film, uh, Maston Anonymous, a film written by and starring Bob Dylan. Uh, which is like just a, a crazy movie that stars loads of famous people is made for about five pounds and like it is like you know uh listen to the two-hour episode we did on it with our friend Emmett that's I'm not I can't, I'm not even gonna try and describe this shit um yeah but um you know, uh, Larry Charles interesting Definitely guy some highs and lows in that directing career yeah it's what I will say is it's it's a fascinating directing career. It's got twists and turns. I think that Borat is the only uh, good film. I like Maston Anonymous. I don't know. Okay, Maston Anonymous and Borat are the only are the only good films. So he knocked he knocked it out of the park <laughs> with the first two, and then the rest have been diminishing returns. But you know, when you've got Seinfeld and Curb on your resume. Um, you've all and a lot of episodes on both of them. You know, you've always uh, you've always got something going for you. Yeah, he he's probably better at that TV pacing. I feel probably than, than films in general, but Borat obviously great. Yeah, <laughs> to avoid jury du- duty. During voir dire, Larry refers to the defendant as a negro. <laughs> That's also in the carpool lane. Like these episodes are just so packed, man. Like everything in them is funny. Uh... I love that. Yeah, every season does have like an overarching, vague narrative, mm. and it, it, it all yeah. weaves deftly between each episode's main plot. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, it's incredible that they were able to get so much uh so much sort of narrative and meta narrative humor into something that is so ad-libbed yeah a hundred percent season seven is is brilliant it's so much better than an actual seinfeld reunion which would just be <laughs> yeah. diminishing returns but this way yeah. you get all the principles together get larry yeah, acting reunion, with them yeah yeah and then you yeah. have these little snippets of new seinfeld that like aren't yeah. honkingly bad but aren't very good either to remind you that this is much funnier than getting some hacky yeah. hacky yeah. reunion special on nbc you know this what is you thought uh, you wanted 
Nah, this this is better, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah remember, Curb is not TV, it's HBO. It does not adhere <laughs> to the, the strictures of the uh, network sitcom format, as Seinfeld, whilst admittedly brilliant, did. Yeah, love that season, though. Uh, Favourite celebrity people? uh in in the show like favorite cameos or or even regulars like i just want to shout out ted danson actually who is yeah, so funny yes playing yeah. a real prick because he's one of the most likable yeah. people in the world uh ted danson <laughs> and most shows he's in he plays like a great he's guy very affable yeah, yeah. <laughs> bored to death the good place you know way back in cheers uh in this, the af- he's very, you know, the charming Ted dancing on the surface, but he's kind of a stuck-up prick, you know, and he's frequently yeah. at odds with Larry. The shirt, that's a great episode with him and Ted dancing. They both love this shirt, and they just have like because they see it in a picture of a dead guy, it's a bit, while they're like consoling <laughs> his wife, and they're yeah. like, I really want to get that shirt, and then they just spend the whole episode like at war <laughs> over this shirt. <laughs> I do really love that the, there are no angels in Curb, you know? They're, like yeah. Every single character is quite self-deprecating in some way or another. They're all quite petty or uh, yeah, self-interested. flaws or traits that, that yeah. Don't Even like uh, like Michael J. Life. Fox oh, uh, yeah. on the show, he, he, yeah. he's pretty he's he's a huge asshole yeah he really <laughs> sent himself fun up of the parkinson's yeah that's so, uh, so. that was bold man. The, the, the run in in series three or four where where larry decides he's gonna he's gonna help out the the blind guy and yeah. the, the blind guy just is just constantly revealed to be an absolute shadow prey. yeah he's just I mean, awful <laughs> I, i've gotta have a beautiful person. woman like why you can't even see her i, I gotta okay so fun. yeah he's like the pianist for the producer's rehearsals yeah yeah <laughs> um uh did you guys see like uh Jeff Garland's recent controversy? Like he got kicked off some like kind of shitty sounding sitcom he was on called The Goldbergs. Um, right, yeah, no, I remember it was just like no. a year or so ago, uh, not super long ago. Um, I remember seeing it on Twitter at the time. Uh, yeah, he it was like inappropriate behavior, and he was like, yeah. "I made some jokes that people took the wrong way," or I can't remember if that was like Bill Murray's excuse for his inappropriate behavior. <laughs> if they're all blurring together <laughs> at this point, to be honest. Okay, here we. It was announced. He, he's he's now come out and, and, and basically said he's got bipolar. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, say oh, no. he why, did but... he did the Kanye Don't shit, the man. Kanye it way. was so it's so funny. I just like looked on Facebook one day. <laughs> Like I woke up, just scrolling. I just saw like Jeff Garland. Like, hey guys, turns out I'm bipolar. I look forward to going with you on this brave journey through mental health. <laughs> and it's like it's just so. It's like completely in contrast to his general comic tone, which is like very irreverent and like that. <laughs> and it's just I I don't know I don't know man. It, it made it, me it, laugh. Like <laughs> I'm sure it's real and. Um for him for uh, sort of learning that late in life but the way it's played out is very much like a curb your enthusiasm plot yeah i wonder if they will take because like larry has not thrown his friend jeff to the wolves jeff garland will no. will be in the forthcoming season of curb season 12, uh yeah. so so like um 
<laughs> I wonder if they'll have like a subplot about Jeff like being bipolar or Jeff like and being really annoying about it because I could see them doing that like it, you know if Michael J Fox can yeah. say to to paraphrase uh Funkhauser like if if Rabin can break bread with Ar- with Arafat or whatever like um you know like if if Michael J Fox can send up his Parkinson's on the show. Jeff Garling can send up his bipolar disorder. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the kind of thing Curb would do. <laughs> if Larry can send up his disability, baldness. <laughs> <laughs> and who's suffered more, really? <laughs> exactly. They're great, great <laughs> the survivors of baldness. <laughs> um... Oh man, we uh, any other any other Kirby stuff we want to talk about? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's uh, the I was thing. Trying to think. What yeah. did you guys think of the fat that season nine, the fat war plot? Uh, where I've I've not seen season nine. I don't think I might have seen like an episode from it. Here. Where where he like he gets a fatwa put on him because he do, he writes a musical about Salman Rushdie and the fatwa thing, and then like yeah, uh, yeah the Ayatollahs <laughs> literally put I I well yeah Ayatollah Khomeini put literally puts a uh, a fatwa on Larry, and then he like hangs out with Salman Rushdie, who's like. You get loads of pussy. Fatwa Fatwa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and again, uh, yeah, I've been rewatching season nine today. Actually, so it's really fun. I, a, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Do you do you like it? I'm not. There's that episode where I like I like at the the end when like the uh the, this like private investigator uh I guess from Iran like has been going around like uh cr- collecting information on larry and they go uh they do callbacks to all these these different bits of the season like he talks to like uh the orthodox jewish woman who larry really offended and made fall off you know jump off a ski lift and 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 uh (laughs) you know and he's like relaying this to like the the ayatollahs i don't know if there's more but whatever the, the, the ayatollah and friends uh and he's like um he's like he defied the tenets of orthodox judaism <laughs> like just put, <laughs> laying out this case in larry's favor and so in the end they they like decide to um uh quash the, the fatwa <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I like it i like it i like how uh there's something kind of formulaic about curb in in the sense that you like as soon as you hear in the beginning of the first episode oh he's doing a play about salman rushdie and the fatwa and everything uh, you know that he's going to do something to get a fatwa put on him yeah. you know that <laughs> they, they telegraph his, uh, <laughs> hoisting himself by his petard so well you yeah, know? <laughs> and like you, you, and it's like that in every season. There's on every and every episode, microcosmically, there's always you can you can tell like, oh, okay, yeah. Larry is 
going to fuck himself in this specific way this time. Yeah, yeah, and you'd <laughs> yeah. be disappointed. So there's always a me reaping, me sowing in every episode, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of? Similarly, there's something I wanted to mention briefly. Not a huge thing, but this. Uh, yeah, again in that Mel Brooks season, I love that uh, it's it's Larry's and Cheryl's tenth anniversary, and like the the whole season, they're hanging over Larry's head this this gift that Cheryl <laughs> promised him. Which is that he can sleep with pass. a yeah. woman yeah, <laughs> at one time, and he just keeps getting so close, so close, and just just failing every time. It's 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 predictable, but you you want to see how it plays out. Yeah. Isn't isn't there a, a sub a, a bit in that with an orthodox woman where he like yes he wants to like fuck her through a sheet or something? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. He brings a sheet to a hotel. He's like Larry. <laughs> she's like Larry. Why did you bring a sheet to a hotel? Who does that? And it's got a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, like uh, Kate Katie Huffman, his co-star and the producers, who I I think mm. is a fictitious yep. person. Um, like he uh gets in with her and she's just he's just like about to have sex with her backstage <laughs> and he like looks over her and sees that she has like a framed picture of George W. Bush. Yeah. And it's Larry, you know, just he's a good liberal. He can't he can't do it. <laughs> like he And is... Jeff says, I would have fucked her with a Bush mask on <laughs> <laughs> Well that's Jeff, you know, that's the difference between Larry yeah. and Jeff. Larry has principles, uh, apart from when it comes to uh, the uh, the Palestinian woman, and uh, in fact, at numerous other occasions, he has principles. They're just not often shared by other people, and they're flexible. <laughs> yeah, and they're flexible. Yeah. They're flexible and they're questionable. Like their basic roots. His principles level. are: what does he feel really passionate about in the moment? Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, going yeah. back. There was obviously there's a special from 1999, Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is about Larry. Uh, he's going to do like a stand-up special for HBO, and then he gets uh, loads of he gets into awkward social situations, and you know gets put yeah. off, and he never does it. <laughs> and then um, so then the first proper episode is uh, season. Uh, it is the pants tent. Which is all about how, like, sometimes your pants bunch up and make it look like you've got an erection when you haven't. And, you know, this is what I'm saying. This show just, it it speaks to the human condition in, 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 in all its minutiae in, in ways that, Relatable, yeah. that, me, yeah. that many people, you know, who had not, I never thought about how it might be, um, you know, how a black person might be embarrassed to eat watermelon in public, you know? But this show, it made me think, I, I see, I see the thought process, you know? Yeah. And and the... I, so that's something I've, I've experienced with my Jewishness, like being just self-conscious about doing something that's, oh, that's going to look stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's something that you can re- relate to, and, and indeed they did relate it through with a gefilte fish in that episode. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and in the very Sorry, first episode, but... he offends Cheryl. Uh, Jeff, he offends Jeff's parents by referring to Cheryl as Hitler. <laughs> yes, you got to tell me when I'm on speakerphone. <laughs> 
<laughs> and wow, in in episode two, uh, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen are Larry and Je- Cheryl's new celebrity friends. Like, think how long those two have been in the show at this point. Yeah. Larry's new friends. It's weird to think there was a kind of there was a start point. Because it feels like the Curb universe has just always existed and always will exist. And <laughs> there's a great episode, season, uh, episode three of season one actually, features Bob Odenkirk as a, a former yeah. porn star called <laughs> Gil Bang, um, who uh, Lar- Larry gets invited to his party through some freak set of circumstances. Um and he, yeah, he like really offends Cheryl. Uh, Gil, Larry's not doing the offending for. Well, he does actually. Um, <laughs> he, Gil, Gil offends Cheryl by telling a really horrible story about his career, his porn career. Um, and uh, Larry, meanwhile, cause, causes offence because he doesn't take his shoes off. <laughs> so yeah. that's a really funny episode. I can't, oh, that's again the one where Larry hides uh, Jeff's porn collection uh, because Jeff <laughs> Jeff is going into hospital for an emergency bypass oh. surgery and he's worried he'll and he's die. Petrified, like what if what if I die? You know, it doesn't want his life. Wife and kids finding it. Yeah. And then Larry notices in one of the videos it stars Gil. Bob Odenkirk's character, <laughs> and he decides to watch it, and then Jeff's parents come in, <laughs> who he'd only previ- he'd offended with the Hitler comment like two episodes ago. Yeah. That was like a, a recurring uh, uh, joke in the yeah. early seasons. Actually, Larry really offending Jeff's parents because <laughs> he kept having yeah. to do the work to like look. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I'm not like that all the time, you know. Just about getting him to start forgiving him, and then that set up something like that in the, like the next seat you know yeah oh man it's a fantastic show it is yeah really I, cool. I love the is one of the early seasons with the the good hodgkins has he got the good hodgkins is that the, the good kind of hodgkins oh is that the, where where <laughs> leon pretends to be jewish he's he's danny duberstein i mean he's oh it's where uh where where um Funkhauser's dad has got Hodgkin's lymphoma and is and he ends up dying of oh, cancer. Shit. And Larry just keeps on asking throughout the season like hey is your dad got the good Hodgkin's? And, and everyone keeps telling him there's there's no such thing as a good Hodgkin's. <laughs> and, and it's cuz there's Hodgkin's and there's non-Hodgkin's lymph- lymphoma and non-Hodgkin's is slightly worse. Okay. Like well it's it's harder to treat, you know. And and, so, and that's what Larry's thinking of and it's just this fun little I'm trying to think what was <laughs> the what... good Hodgkin's. <laughs> I'm trying to think what was the episode I was thinking of in season 7 with uh, with Le- where Leon pretends to be Danny Danny fuck motherfucking Duberstein. He's just like a it's like an accountant leon leon playing a jewish accountant um i swear that i I do remember where larry asks wanda is it if it's it's racist to for him to assume that a black man wearing a bow tie is a muslim (laughs) oh that that's when he's like getting the private investigator or whatever is that when he finds out that he's like a gentile by birth and he like goes out and lives his christian life where he's like wearing blazers and like singing along to him all his pathos like overnight and yeah yeah and then he's happy 
happy with his life. <laughs> oh no, but I, I was thinking of yeah, it's it's in the Seinfeld reunion season where uh, mm. Michael Richards, who played Kramer on the show, who they do make fun of Michael Richards's racist tirade where he goes off uh he you know in like 2006 where he like started just calling people in the audience at one of his stand-up shows the n-word uh that was that's pretty bad uh but they you know prime material for curb to draw on um <laughs> yeah and and yeah and he's got some like illness and larry um like tries to convince him that uh it, that it's fine and that this guy he knew was like because it's like completely fucked up uh michael richards he he can't deal with it and um it's affecting his performance in the reunion so so larry like tries to convince him that this thing is normal and he's like oh yeah i knew this person called danny duberstein he lived with this for years and then he finds out that danny duberstein's dead so that's why he gets leon to pretend to be him to <laughs> reassure michael richards yeah. that it's fine and then it ends with michael richards just like yelling at leon in public and then everyone gets their camera phone out because they're like <laughs> he's just screaming at a black person oh he's at it again yeah <laughs> I was just saying brilliant but yeah I love this show that has been a, a good part of the comments throughout this episode <laughs> just, oh brilliant fantastic yeah, yeah. That's and not, it's, it's, it is just such a master craft of comedy of like a bad episode that I haven't enjoyed just some I enjoy more than others you know it's, yeah yeah the, the, the lesser <laughs> episodes are still quite entertaining um they'll have a good subplot in them or something or just a really good guest performance where the fucking where where the the, the like stonemason or whatever changes his mother's tombstone to read <laughs> mother of larry an asshole and swan killer yeah <laughs> uh, uh, yeah was that called like black swan or something yeah the yeah, black swan yeah. that is where he kills the swan the beloved swan of the yeah. japanese uh golf club owner um and there's another episode where like these teenagers right oh my god this is another episode with like heavy jewish themes actually like these two teenagers um like right they like graffiti bald asshole all over his house and it like it turns out that their dad is like this guy who like subjects Larry to a tirade uh, for like whistling Wagner in public. <laughs> like Larry and Cheryl are like in the queue for a film, and and like Larry's just yeah. like whistling some Wagner shit, and this guy's like, "Excuse me, are you a Jew?" And Larry's like, "Do you want to check my penis?" And he's like, "Are you a Jew?" <laughs> because that song people were led to the gas chambers too and he just starts going off on this whole like tirade against larry uh and then yeah at the end the episode ends with larry like get hiring a string quartet to like wake this yeah. guy up by playing wagner outside his house <laughs> classic petty larry david stuff yeah yeah really good all right last call any more episodes we want to shout out and then then we go Oh, I do love the bit where uh, the weatherman uh, is found. Like Larry discovers that the weatherman has been lying about rain in order to clear the golf course. I watched that one the other day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and 
everyone in the curb universe just being so selfish and uh corrupt uh, that even the weatherman you cannot trust the meteorologists it's a show where you can suggest something like that and you think that's probably going to be true as a great man once said you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows (laughs) yeah like uh no, that that is that is really funny. Golf plays a huge part in the show, actually. There's, yeah. There's, this, yeah. It's an extraordinarily golf centric show. It's like there's the, the show never really shies away from the fact that Larry David is a very rich man. He's yeah. a rich man with doesn't with the tastes. Have to work ever again if he doesn't want to, and yeah, he has the tastes of a of a wealthy uh, kind of quite elderly yeah. urbane yeah. liberal man <laughs> you know yeah. he likes you know like something the... breaks he just buys a new one if, if he doesn't if he likes the look of something he buys it he, he loses thousands on gambling but it's not he really like golf. a problem he, he like, eats out yeah. every day and goes to fancy restaurants a lot yeah but um, he eats healthy yeah. He, he's, you know, he's, he's pretty, you know, he wouldn't be able to, like, go around getting into all these scrapes, you know, if he, if he didn't look after himself. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's, like, the well, he's, Yeah, he's, he's a complete hypochondriac as well. That's another yeah. theme from the very start. Yeah. He's the Venn diagram of, like, elderly, Jewish, uh, rich, uh, and, and, like, just neurotic. Uh, <laughs> anything that you associate with those, he is. Yeah. Legend, man. Fucking legend. Alright, should we wrap it up then? Alright, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think we've, we've covered... That, as always, it's, uh, it's good to have a, a show that we're just all agreed on. It's great. Definitely. <laughs> I could just scroll down this Wikipedia list of episodes, you know, and just, like, keep naming all the bits that I find funny in the show. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's a seminal piece of work. Yeah.